How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Peach mango blonde ale. Peach mango. We'll be over here drinking like men. IPA? Yeah. APA. Get it right. What? American. <laughs> oh, shit. It's just a hair down from it. I remember uh, I was dating this guy briefly, and it was before I turned 21, and he brought over beer, and he was like, yeah, I brought over IPAs, and I was like, I love Indian pale ale. <laughs> and he was like, IPA. I was like, word. Bert. Yeah. <laughs> it's for getting me on the train early. Right. <laughs> Do you know why IPAs are called that? I don't. Uh, it's still a British beer, technically, um, British and ale. But when the United Kingdom had rule over India, mm-hmm. they still made the beer in Britain. But they had to ship it there, and hops are actually a preservative. So they had to throw a bunch of hops into the beer oh. to keep it good. And when they got there, and I guess they're like, hey, this shit's pretty good. IPA! <laughs> IPA! Look at that. Uh, so, yeah, like I was saying, I, I didn't even remember we were recording today until you texted me. And to be honest, uh, if we hadn't have found Anya and she wasn't doing the sweet show, I probably would have dropped the ball so hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Yeah, it's, uh, if I would have remembered my schedule, I probably would not have uh, taken on the task of making this week's. But I'm glad you did. I did it, and I'm glad I did too because I got my hair raised reading these stories. I'm glad I didn't have to do anything. Okay. I'm so glad to that you to today's podcast. <laughs> Josh, fantastic job as always. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Round of applause. Thank you. Stellar job, <laughs> Josh Hart. Oh man, amazing. Oh. Um, Wait, did you did you actually use Instagram for a second? Yeah, I, yeah, I reposted uh, Anya's little, little wheel deal. Oh, is it, is it official? Yeah, I know. Well, you, we didn't even talk about this, Greg. What's happening? I mean, your your new uh, probationary status for a co-host. Okay, yeah, sweet. Still on probation until the end of this episode. I mean, like, you know what? We're not seeing other people at this time. That's true. I beat the line outside. You, you beat the line outside. The imaginary um, line outside. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I talked to a couple people, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I really liked you from the start, so... Yeah, the only other person I thought about, like, bringing on, we're not talking for whatever reason, so that's cool. Oh, well. Um, I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Well, you know, other person, if you come around, welcome back. Like, I still wanted to bring her on the show. Otherwise, screw you. Yeah. But, like... You you spiteful bitch. I haven't talked to her. (laughs) She deleted her Instagram account. Oh. Oh, That's the only way Josh knows how to communicate. Well, then, like... She has another Instagram account, because, like, I searched her name to, like, try to message her. Mm -hmm. I was like... Fuck. But then I found her other one that I didn't follow. So I was like, hey, like, I don't know if, like, this is weird, but, like, what's up? Like, how are you? And nothing. nothing. So Weird. I took photos of this person, mm. so now I'm like, do I post these photos? Mm. I'm going to post the photos. Do I'm it. Post, I mean, <laughs> like, like you did them as a photography session? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, that's your, that's your shit. Like, they're nothing like, like you know, fucking gross or anything. Yeah, but I mean, no, yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's rude. Yeah. That's your art now, though. You know, yeah, 100%. You're yeah. a... Uh, 
you got kind of like a record going with posting photos after like things happen. That's just because I edit. yeah yeah I take forever yeah. editing. So like if I would just edit it faster, like I'd probably not have these issues. Yeah, still like I literally think it's probably because yeah, I didn't I, edit any of these photos that we're probably not talking. So I'm just I like, remember when your your other ex's photos came out like way after you broke up, and I was like that. Oh, is, is he banging her again? I totally forgot about those ones. What? <laughs> Moody. Oh. The back shot. Oh, just that. Yeah, that back shot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, oh. that's like that's an intimate shot right there, you know. Oh yeah, I deleted that photo. Well, it was that. Oh, I was just about to tell people to check out your Instagram <laughs> if they want to see what we're talking about. No, I deleted it. Uh, it was it was a bareback photo of uh, one of Josh's exes, and, uh, with, like the karma symbols going down. Yeah, the, chakras. Uh, chakras. Ch- chakras, yeah, that's what I meant to yeah. say. Karma. You know, I forgot about karma, that. Karma. I was talking about the uh, the couple that you shot that had broken up oh, right, as yeah. he posted those photos. Man, three for three. Yeah. Oh impressive. wow. Well, you know what they say. Hold on. Do you have, a charm. Do you have the Drake of cameras? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's Maybe. going on? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, I shot for FES, like, the, my friends that are in, like, this duo rap group. They haven't broken up. Speaking of which, you, you never oh, LOL'd what? the Drake meme I sent you, and I was pretty hurt. You sent me a Drake meme? You didn't respond to Dude, like, meme. weeks ago. Weeks huh? ago. You didn't respond to a meme? Yeah. Can you believe? It was a funny one, too. Oh, I would. Somebody keep the show going while I don't I'm looking know at memes here. meme you're talking about. Ooh, the one meme. I'm about to fucking show you, man. All right, well, anyways, so <laughs> yeah. now, before I forget, I have, to, I have to search real long and hard because he never responded, so, you know, all my <laughs> friends who do respond to me are ahead of it now. <laughs> so, yeah. remember Bottom last episode, guys, when I was like, hey, um... <laughs> It was when the cathedral was on fire and it shows Drake wearing a Notre Dame jersey. I don't remember that. And it says, he must be stopped. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you fucking just snubbed me on it. Maybe it was because, like, probably the same day I saw another meme of the same thing, but it had a covenant uh, ship over it and it was glassy. The fucking Whatever, I'm texting Anya all my memes now. That's fine. Do it. I am always open to receive memes. Yeah. Anyways, like I was saying, last episode when I was like, oh, like I want to tell you guys something, but I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I just couldn't tell you. Oh, that the ominous shit you were pulling last episode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was about... See last episode. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's about <laughs> Avengers Endgame. And, oh. Uh, oh, is it, it's not a spoiler, is it? Because I, I still haven't seen it. God fucking damn it. Okay. I haven't seen it. Bro, I, I just told you how busy I've been. <laughs> also, I've you, seen it three times. Also, make sure you compliment Miranda's front yard today if you see her. She'll love you forever. All right. Word, bird. Our grass is growing. We fucking successfully grew grass. Wow. That sounds like a really cool. unauthentic compliment if I give it to her because I didn't, I didn't like look at your grass. Well, then go outside, look at it, and come back and compliment her. I appreciate it. Because right. the D&D group snubbed her on that, and she was sad. So I told her, I was like, Josh will say something. Josh always notices stuff. And she was like, okay. Is she going to listen to this? Nah, she doesn't listen to the show anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't want to edit that out. <laughs> well, she's going to listen to it now. She's going to listen to this episode. Some of her coworkers do, but they're my homies, too. What's up, Chris? <laughs> Up, Chris, don't say shit. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we'll have to keep the spoilers. Also, I forgot exactly what I was going to say, so it works out. We're going to have to. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Perfect. We'll Excellent. talk about it next time. Excellent. Beautiful. Um, do you want to do it? Oh, passing the torch over. I mean, you're, you're, you're running the episode today, kind of. I mean, you know, not kind of, you are. I, I am. I mean, if do you want to fully run it, this is like 100% if you do this. Like, you're in it. You're... You're at the three-point line. (laughs) Three-pointer shooting it? Yeah. All right. 
Okay. okay. Well, welcome, guys, to uh, Strange People Weird World. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Anya Daniela, and with us we have the Josh Hart, and then, as oh, always, yeah. we have Greg. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Last name? Oh, Tanner. Oh, Gregory yes. Tanner. Yeah. Also, this is like Greg's podcast. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not. And they <laughs> say that, but it's not. <laughs> I, I give Josh. 40 percent, forty sixty, forty sixty. Sure. I'll I took the ball. I attempted. J- he paid for one third of our airspace. So, 100%. Um, do you have to pay for that every year? Yeah, dude. We're like a couple months away right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we had our one year anniversary, but we weren't with them right away. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I was like wondering, I was like, yeah. is, is this going to happen? Again? Anyhow, also, um, I'm not going to brush over the fact. Did you just change your last name on us? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying a new thing of uh, okay, you know yeah. switching up personas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, erased your thoughts of her the last couple shows. Um, yep. Changed those names in your head, and uh, now this is her her stage personality. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, this is also her Instagram handle. So it is. That it is. is. And uh, it's going to be going moving forward. <clears throat> we'll be using with my brand, and my business. So. Well, you know what? It's going to be great because I can't wait to run my own episode so I can be like, hey guys, I'm Josh Harko. You had your chance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember Josh's episode. Or hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully don't, we don't. I don't think I ever tuned into that episode. That's the Mandela is. effect. Of, no, it's the... Yeah, it was. Mandela effect. Yeah, the Mandela effect. Um, but what's the... CERN. CERN. CERN, yeah, yeah. the CERN episode. The CERN episode? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear Josh... Fuck some shit up. Fuck some shit up. What episode is it? CERN and the Mandela Effect. I don't know the number. I think that's like literally what it's called. It's like yeah, it's called CERN and the Mandela Effect. Like episode fourteen. Yeah. So it's like buried in there. Yeah, we learned early on. Not to, <laughs> not to, I was not like, to we, trust me. I was like, bro, I need a break this week. Can you write the episode? Mm-hmm. Blah. blah. So, uh, if you haven't figured out today, I did not write the episode. And uh, this will be the second time I'm entrusting somebody to write the show, and we're gonna see what Anya has for us. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, what do you got? Well, we go? we're just gonna uh, jump right into this thing. You know, funny enough, Josh, that you mentioned about people disappearing, uh, you know, into thin air without a trace, because this week's episode is going to be on the four eleven cases. Which, if you guys are not aware of it, the four eleven cases are about the disappearances that happen within the United States National Forest uh, boundaries. It's me. It's you? Sorry. Oh, episode over. No, <laughs> Alright, that was quick. <laughs> That's kind of dark, so you you like out there, are you like black hooding people and just like black vanning them, you know? Just if you're behind all this shit, that's... Nah, bro, I just dress up in like ninja regalia. I'm the new Slender Okay. Man. Where have you, what have you done with 411 people, Joshua? Well, may never know. Okay. Can't well, um, let's let's hear a little bit more about it, anyways. <laughs> right. well, uh, I wish the number was four hundred and eleven people disappearing, but unfortunately, the number is actually not known, uh, and so it is guesstimated to be around anywhere. I think it was like starting sixteen hundred. Uh, yeah, but this has been happening since the early nineteen hundreds, and uh, we'll get into a little bit later. But there is no traces of these missing people. Wow. Even in databases. Yeah. And is this specifically? Uh, United States National Forest area. Specifically the United States National Forest area. So, keep your eyes out, guys. Uh, So Uh, that's pretty close to us here in Colorado, then, too. We got a lot of them here. We got a lot of National Forest here. Oh, weirdos. Lots of weirdos. (laughs) Lots of weirdos. Growing up in Las Vegas, my dad always told me there was a bunch of weirdos in Colorado. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, obviously, I moved here. (laughs) 
<coughs> we're full of them. Yeah. I mean, Colorado can't decide, you know, what kind of state it wants to be, what kind of weather it wants. And it's, it's true. I think it's the people true. are the same way. Do they want to be weird and crazy? Or? Yeah. Well, Colorado and Denver definitely have that Georgia-Atlanta effect. Because, yeah. like, I was bad-mouthing Georgia the other day. Because if you haven't heard about the new abortion laws in Georgia. No. Uh, they're terrible. Um, they're trying to pass things. It's at a certain point of been passed, but it's not a law yet. I, I don't. I'm not smart, so sorry. It, it happened in New York too. Um, but ba- Virginia, yeah, basically, in criminal charges for abortion, and if you miscarry, they'll even investigate to federally ch- like to criminally charge you. What? Oh, that's not yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, no, this is like it's like ser- after six weeks, they want to give a fetus human all human rights that Georgia has to offer. I just want to know when did a woman's womb become so. Uh, like, highlighted within yeah. politics. Uh, Isn't there other things the ar- you're worried about? Yeah. Like missing people? Well, yeah. <laughs> the article I read actually yes. brought up some interesting points, too, because if your fetus after six weeks has human rights, what if you're in jail and pregnant? You've now incarcerated somebody with human rights who did not go through judicial yep. process. My thing that always kind of, like, uh, you know, tickles the pickle when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> 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 That was a wrong analogy. Whatever. <laughs> um, the thing that kind of makes me chuckle is uh, they people put so much emphasis on trying to monitor and you know control what a woman does with an unborn child, and they act like they care so much about that child. Yet the second it comes into this world. It's like that child no longer exists in their eyes, and they give no, like, give, they don't give two shits. That's like the bitch who put the dog note on me yeah. in the window. It's like you think you're doing good, so it makes you feel good. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel yeah. good. But I'll leave these notes in, you know. You know. Anyway, yeah. we're not going to go back there again. No. Yeah, that's right, Fairly. You fucking tell that bitch. She doesn't deserve to be discussed <laughs> again. <laughs> but, like, how, how, do you, how, do you mean, how do you mean that? Like, when the child being born, no one cares about it anymore. So, growing up in the community that I did, um, it was below the poverty line, and so there was a lot of people who, you know, unfortunately had children out of the very wrong reasons. Um, And I went to school with a lot of these children, and they had terrible lives. You know, a lot of them ended up uh, in the system. A lot of them, you know, ended up going into gangs early on because they had no actual true sense of a family. Mm -hmm. And um, it falls in the line of if that parent would have been able to have an abortion. I don't know. It's a very touchy subject, but I just, I don't think uh, we should be so concerned with what other people are doing with their bodies. Now, if you're using it as a form of, like, birth control and you're going in there, like, bi-weekly and they know you on the first-name basis, it's a different story. God, I feel like that would wreck you anyways, wouldn't it? Does. it? Like, like, even one abortion, actually, yeah. I remember reading. It, it takes uh, it out of you. It actually, yeah, it damages your insides, yeah, and yeah. it lowers your chances of being able to uh-huh. conceive later on. So it falls on the woman, ultimately. So why do we need to keep putting all this other pressure onto it? And if the child, or like, if the mom can't afford to raise a baby, like, I know as damn well as hell, I can't afford a baby. Yeah. I can barely afford yeah. me and my cat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I can't imagine if I, I mean, luckily... You know, I've been safe enough my entire life, and uh, I couldn't imagine if I had a baby any time in the last 15 years since I turned 18. Yeah. I'm barely becoming a responsible adult right now. Barely. And, like, it's because I have to. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no way I could have given a good life to something like, you know, to anything. 
anything. And I mean, you, you could know. have like you know busted your ass and you know broke your back attempting to give it to him, but in a sense, then in, you're depleting your own. And like I said, in a, in a more selfish sense, if you might want to call it that, I'm taking away from my life too and my experiences. You know, my twenties were fantastic. Well, that parts of it, I remember. Say, uh, selfish sense. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, and that goes to why I don't even have kids today is you know, I'm, I don't want them. And partly that, you know, I'm still, I want to take care of me and do me. For yeah. me also, like, if I bring a child into this world, I want to be able to, you know, coach and provide to that child a life to where they will then benefit society rather than just pumping out these little yeah. little Satan spawns yeah. and just running amok in society. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I agree. But, like, at that point, wouldn't it be, like, just best to, like, take all preventative measures at all costs. Oh, uh, hands down, I am a huge advocate for preventative so measures. So, yes, that, but, like, if you're still doing it and then, like, you conceive a child, like, then you have a responsibility at that point, and I feel like a scapegoat is abortion. A certain amount of time is okay. I feel like, you know, within, I think, what is it, like, the first, like, eight weeks, I think is when, I feel like, the borderline is okay. It's like, you know, you're at, like, you're at, like two months at that point, and you're like, uh, yeah. But if, you go, if you're waiting almost any time after that, unless it's, like, it's going to kill you to deliver that child, that's different. Like, I will say, I think, you know, getting rid of a child, you know, a couple weeks before you're due to give birth, like, that's... But that just got legalized in New York. Like, yeah. you, can, you can literally murder the child as it comes out of the womb. And they set it on a table and they can kill your child. See, but then it, like, leads me. So where my mind goes is, because I'm, like, I have a lot of, uh, my mind's open to a lot of different concepts and theories and ideas and whatnot. And uh, it leads me to, like, our our soul and our body. In a sense, these are just meat bags that our soul goes into when we're born. And it's been proven. It's not been proven. Science can't prove where spirit comes from. Science literally, it like has barely scratched the surface, surface, <laughs> cervix, <laughs> uh, barely scratched the surface of that. And so, it's an. I don't know. It's Are you very, talking about that like little bit amount of weight you lose right after you die or something? Yeah, like that? that. And um, I know that there has been like a brain scan of someone passing and. Um, you know, there's been a few, what's the word? It's not like a heat map. Um, I forgot what it's called. But, uh, yeah, science is not able to really determine when spirit enters our body and when spirit exits. But a lot of people believe it's once, you know, the heartbeat kicks in. Because prior to that, it's just a limp bag of meat. As sadistic yeah. and... I, know, I just mean, like, you know, sounds. like, I was an accident... And, like, sure, I've had shitty times in life. I haven't grown up in, like, the best situations, best neighborhoods, or an economy. But, like, I wouldn't give up my life for the world. And, like, to have the opportunity to, like, live a life, I think, is more important than trying to decide for someone else to, like, yeah, you shouldn't live. I, and I totally agree. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that all those people that I... A lot of those individuals are my really good friends growing up. And I'm very thankful that their parents, you know, decided to keep them. But a lot of the times, too... Like, uh, one of my good friends, she was born literally just to be used as a paycheck from the government, and then her parents ended up selling her to into sex work at the young age of five. And so it's, like, those situations where the child is then abused by the one person that's supposed to be taking care of them. Mm-hmm. It's a very complex and... Uh, there's no clear lines with it, and that's why I don't think lawmakers, there's bigger issues. There's on too home. many sides to the story. Yeah. yeah. I just I just kind of see it as, like, it's kind of just, like, murder in my I, head. I see if, 
you know, I, I agree with you on the New York thing. You know, that's. Ooh, that's I'm going to agree with you on that one. That's a little too. That's a little much. It. But if you're in that, you know, <laughs> I, I guess we'll say what the predetermined, you know, eight weeks we figured out or whatever. I just, if you genuinely know you can't give something the love and attention it needs, I agree you deserve that chance to correct it. Mm-hmm. Wait, talking about murder? <laughs> if that's what you think of it, like. Um, I mean, because, like, okay, like. I, I you know. Here's here's how again I see if, the, if there's that thing in your stomach that hasn't developed into anything, like I get it. Like the com- the argument often is sentient. It's yeah, my body, yeah. but like at the point of conception, once the egg is fertilized, mm-hmm. that is conception. It is no longer your body that you were getting rid of. Also, just to throw in, because uh, you know I'm a female and I've seen it numerous times. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times the male will take off once that baby is well, conceived, sure. and then the mom is left alone with not only the emotional, physical, but also financial burden of raising another human being. And if they're not able to provide even for themselves, how can they provide to that child? And a lot of the times, what ends up happening is the mother will literally take a step back, forget about herself, raise a child for 10, 15 years, and then they go batshit crazy because they're like, I haven't been able to provide for my own self. And there is, that's why a lot of, you know, older women don't experience trauma, but there is that sense of, like, missing out almost. And Yeah, but, like, I mean, that's just... I mean, it's hard to call action upon, like, the common person because I understand, like, you have one life to live and it's really great. But, like, if I were to have a kid, like, I was faced with the option potentially myself. Like, when I was with one of my ex-girlfriends, like, I thought she was I thought she was pregnant. I still don't know if she was ever pregnant and got an abortion. I have no idea. But I remember we discussed it before. I was like, look, if, if you get pregnant, like, we're going to, we agreed to keep the child. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was tested to be like, this is like... What am I going to do? And my initial response, obviously, is like, no, I can't do it. Like, get rid of the kid. But, like, since that scenario didn't happen and I, like, looked back and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I can, like, reflect on I'm like, yeah, that would have been really fucked up of me. I would have felt terrible if I had aborted a child. Like, it is my responsibility since I was the one having sex. Sure, unprotected. Like, that's completely my fault. That's no reason for me to kill a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... 100% like, you need to man up and take care of that kid. That's your fucking kid. Unfortunately, though, not all <clears throat> people have that mindset. No, I agree, but, like... That's why the girl should take the preventative measures and protect yourself. But there's also this argument, though, that, like, men don't have a voice in these in these situations. I do agree on that. Like, men don't have a say with what women can do with their bodies, but it's their child. It's the both parents' child. Like, that is his seed, and that is her egg. So, like, if a man has no place to say anything about abortion, how are we ever going to do this the right way? Okay, I agree with that. Ultimately, I think, you know, it goes back to uh, before you uh, do the deed with somebody, make sure you actually want to be in a situation like that with them. 100%. Once I started to take that into consideration, and granted, I have all my preventative measures in stand because I, like it said, I got big plans for my life. I cannot afford Mm -hmm. a baby right now. And uh, that's why, though, before I even start anything with anyone, I think about that. Like, if in the worst case happened... Granted, I have a different viewpoint because I have taken those preventative measures, so yeah, 100%. I would, yeah, but it's just, like, mindfully going into it. Yeah, and, like, it's literally, like, my dad gave me the oldest black man great advice I ever had in my life. Nice. He was like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like hey, if you ever trying to fuck her, 
think about, are you trying to marry her and spend potentially 18 years of paying child support? And I said, oh, shit. 18 years. And 18 then, years. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I put that into my mind every time I, like, look at a woman. I'm like, oh, maybe. But it's like, yeah, that usually prevents me from doing yeah. it. Yeah. I guess I've had the advantage, too, is I'm not, um, I'm not, like, a... I'm a pretty monogamous person, and, like, I've always just kind of been with a girlfriend. I've never just been out mm. there. Yeah. Sleeping around? Yeah, you know. Being a Slaying pussy. You know, <laughs> that's what I like to say. <laughs> so I have to listen to, this, listen to this stand-up comedian. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at least I've been with the person, but, um, yeah, you know, I think it does come down to at least you know, be responsible. Um, it's, it's a subject that can and probably will be argued forever. Forever, forever and ever, never. So, oh, if there is anybody still listening... <laughs> After all of that. Nice little detour. <laughs> Let's get back to these missing people. All right. So, <clears throat> strange disappearances have been happening for eons. Uh, some of our earliest historians have discussed these weird phenomenons happening, such as, uh, you know, Cleopatra's son, Alexander, the great warrior of Spartac- or Spartacus, the brothers, Mark Anthony and Ptolemy, Amelia Earhart and even simple housewives such as Dorothy Forstein have disappeared without a single trace. But in most recent times, and one of the most intriguing cases of strange disappearances, is the vast number of individuals who visit our national parks and surrounding wilderness areas yet are never to be seen again. And uh, there are over 84 million acres of preserved wildland in the United States, and within those 84 million acres... um, like I said, over there is not an actual number, but it's guesstimated over sixteen other over sixteen hundred people have disappeared in plain sight. So David Polides, he is the author of the Missing Eleven or the Missing Four Eleven books. He is a self-described investigator and the leading man in researching all of the four eleven cases. Now, when we're saying missing in plain sight, mm-hmm. we're talking like like group verified, like the three of us went camping. All of a sudden, just gone. Josh is just fucking gone, yeah. and like we're here to report it. Yeah, like there's been cases where people have been walking, and the last person was just snatched, and there was no sound, there was no scream, there was no sight. There has been yeah, <laughs> there's been um, a lot of the cases had a eerie um, similarity where they like a small group would branch off from the main group and they would either go to like the river or they would go on a small hike and when they would return the other person was gone see that's why a sharp knife is a safe knife you always take a knife with you everywhere you go <laughs> agreed agreed <laughs> and two pit bulls yes Christ. Um, that is crazy because uh, I've heard of this subject and I'm thinking you know a lot of it's just got to be explained by I'm thinking like you know Two hikers go hiking and end up missing. You know, like a common, you know, got lost and you know bodies just weren't found. But this is this is some creepy shit now. Like, yeah. This is- what if like every time this happens, someone like snaps the Infinity Gauntlet and they just get dusted and they're gone forever? Damn. Damn. It's like a mini mini Infinity Gauntlet out there. Just yeah. Boom. You know, maybe that's where they got the idea for the movies from. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wowza. Credit Karma sent me an email and it said Wowza. And I was like, that's who who the fuck says that? And sends it and sends it in an email. (laughs) Credit karma's real encouraging when you're doing that. They are, bro. They're like, we're proud of you. And I'm like, oh They used to be my hype man, but uh, my credit's kinda taking a stumble. So they've been they've been like the disciplinary now. I've gotten those too. Your credit score dropped. 
Fuck. They're like, here's some ways you can raise it on you. Yeah. I'm like, thank you, Credit yeah. Karma. <laughs> they actually are pretty cool. They are. Um, so if you want to give us money, Credit Karma, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you. you every episode. Or if you want to endorse Hell us yeah. every episode. Yeah, yeah, this is a freebie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's a freebie. Credit scores are important. Yeah, credit scores are important, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back to David. So, I, you know, once again, pronunciation is not my strong suit. So uh, <laughs> I've been running this show for a year. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so, David Polides. In fact, at this point, it's not a, it's not a SP Weird World show. There's not a weird name. You can't pronounce a name. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Um, so David Polides, he has claimed to have spent over 7,000 hours researching and looking into these said disappearances. Uh, in his first book, he recalls a conversation with a national park ranger, and this is a conversation. I sat in my room at the lodge and listened to the ranger tell me about a series of missing people inside our national parks. The ranger stated that the events were very unusual, many people were never found, and the park service was doing everything possible to keep a lid on the publicity surrounding the missing. He explained that non-law enforcement employees weren't privy to all the information, but that the upper echelon law enforcement supervisors inside the park services were concerned about the number and certain facts surrounding these specific cases. And... It gets even weirder. So throughout his investigation, he discovered these cluster zones. And these cluster zones are littered all throughout uh, the United States. And these are hot spots of disappearances. And I actually, I saw the map. I have it right here. I can show you guys. And maybe we could, like, link it on the show. Because it sent goosebumps, like, okay. through my okay. body. So this was the map. Oh, man, yeah. It is primarily a lot on the east of the Upper East Coast and the Upper West Coast. Washington, Oregon, watch out. Yeah. Uh, not looking good for you guys. Northern California. Yeah, uh, Northern Cali. Yeah. You guys uh, got some weird shit up there. And, of course, uh, Utah, California. You Colorado. Know, your, your northern forest areas. Yeah, watch out. Look right. how safe Texas Colorado. is. Colorado. I know. Texas is chilling there. Not a single pin. <laughs> their, their state <laughs> motto is literally, don't mess with Texas. Texas. <laughs> and I believe them. Y'all yeah. want to be safe? Yeah. Move to Texas. Yeah. Uh, but so these hot spots can be found, like we said, in California, Colorado, Georgia, Washington, Michigan, and Arkansas. Um, <clears throat> so once David discovered these hot spots, he then started to dig a little deeper into these cases found within these zones. And what he found was pretty odd. Uh, he found multiple similarities and patterns within the missing cases. And some of these patterns were weather-related phenomena. Um, so shortly after the individual goes missing, the forecast takes a dr- like a drastic, dramatic turn. Uh, search dogs behaving strangely, so the canines can't pick up on the scent, or they just simply don't want to. There was a few cases where, so, and to kind of, like, side note, I dug into a lot of stories, and I had to, like, filter out which ones I wanted to talk about, but a lot of them, as I was reading, did share some of those same facts, and of course you have to be a little skeptical about what's actually true and what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was one thing that I found interesting, was these points were found in almost every single story. Uh... Another one of the odd patterns was traveling uphill instead of downhill. So the missing person is often found at high levels of elevation, such as mountain peaks or ridges. And uh, frequently the victim 
will have traveled an astounding amount of miles through these treacherous terrains that, like, literally within the time period that they went missing and that they were seen or found, it's completely, like, abnormal so and almost impossible. They're humans. finding some of these people. So there's, they're not finding them. People will, uh, so they, like, they'll see them. Um, and so one of the stories, there was a couple who actually spotted one of the missing people atop of a ridge. It, yeah. Like just someone they knew or like? No, the actual missing person. And that's what like makes it a little bit weirder. Yeah, this is really weird. <clears throat> I'm um, doing up a theory in my mind, but keep going. Keep brewing it up. <laughs> <clears throat> Coming out. Uh, and so, and then another one of the patterns was high amounts of plane crashes. So search planes and helicopters seem to have crashed at abnormally high rates during these specific uh, search cases. So we, we've got, like, a forest Bermuda Triangle going on? Seriously. But, like, across the country. Right? Yeah, it's not even a triangle. It's a splat. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this one, I didn't see it commonly in too many stories, but I just thought it was very interesting. Uh, but German ancestry, so those with German heritage, appeared to go missing oh. at much higher rates. <coughs> I was like, I'm fucked. So. Yeah, Miranda's half German. Oh, shit, so we got to stay out of those national forests. Yeah. Got to keep my mom out. I'd like to disclaim, I am not at all German, ever. It's never happened. You know, I'm native. Don't fuck with me out here. Yeah, I'm a savage. My yeah. mama literally is still an immigrant from Germany. <laughs> Damn. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> um, but, so, getting into some of these cases. So, the first case we have is Alfred... So Alfred went missing from the Colorado Rocky Mountain National Forest in July of 1938. He was only five years old and he was camping with his family over the 4th of July weekend. Well, he went with his dad and two other family members down to the Fall River. And when everybody returned back to the camp, little Alfred was nowhere to be found. Six miles away from the campsite and over 25,000 feet higher in elevation, two hikers claimed to have seen a boy resembling Alfred atop a high ridge known as Devil's Nest. When investigators reached this ridge, the boy was gone and there was no trace of him. An extensive 10-day search involving over 150 volunteers took place after this, yet no trace of him was found. The case, was ended up, the case ended up being closed due to a lack of leads and Alfred was deemed to have drowned. And funny enough, most of the disappearances that happen within national parks are just closed because of lack of evidence and they're deemed as just being drowned. Drowned cases. Huh. That was the first one. I mean, I, I could see how you can only spend so much time looking for somebody in millions of miles of national forest. Mm-hmm. Especially with animals and environment and But the, the keeping a lid on it thing is... It's interesting. It's, it's like, interesting. what do you have to hide? I, and I, I get, I guess, keeping a certain public image, maybe? Because mm-hmm. you, you want your parks to... It's that's a huge spot for tourism. Yeah, for a you lot want of you want them to make money and flourish still. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> this might be a tough one to crack today. Maybe. Like I said May- it might Ooh, be a two Josh, part series. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a two part too. Josh sounds confident though. Josh all sounds right. confident. We're getting there. He's, mm-hmm. he's got all the confidence of a white Republican. <laughs> <laughs> but he's lacking the whiteness. Lacking the whiteness. <laughs> he makes up for it in spirit though. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> All right, so then moving on to the second story, we have John Devine. So John Devine was a little bit older. He was in Man, his... Man, that's a great name, too. Right? Not too bad to go missing. John, John Devine. John Devine, like... He was like in his he... 70s, though. He still got to live out okay, the name. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, and now I feel like he didn't do enough with his life. I feel like I should have <laughs> heard of John Divine then. I, I was going to be like, this guy didn't get a chance, but... No, 70. I, I should know you, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you Divine do family. know. We're talking about him. Oh, that's sad, though. Yeah, it is a sad like, way to go out. Like, he should have been, like, a porno star or... John Divine with the Divine. Yeah. Divine just, Divine. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> Could have been anything. And uh, I'm sorry that was your fate, John Divine. Yeah. I mean, at least he went out in a beautiful area. Yeah, that's true. Which forest was he in? We're still... So, John actually went missing from the Olympi- Olympic National Park in northern Washington State in 1997. Ooh, I do love Washington. That's I live there. Area. It was a gorgeous it's like state. my favorite place. Yeah, I would love yeah. to move to, like, the, that coast area, but Miranda is <clears throat> seasonally affected, like, with her mood. Oh, she gets so, all depressed? Yeah, she needs sunny, sunny times. I mean, the summers are fucking amazing. I love it, but, you know, it's... You know, I had a uh, regular, when I was working at the dispensary, who actually lived in Washington, and they'd travel out here, and I guess the weather has completely done, like, a 180 out there. And it's been more sunnier days than rainy days. I, last time I went to Seattle, the whole week was beautiful. Bro, literally. It's crazy. Straight days I've been there four weather. times, yeah. and all the times I've been there, like, when it's raining, it's, like, sprinkling. It's never fucking downpouring. Like, no, I, yeah, I've not never like Florida. Seen like, when I lived in Florida, you got downpours. I've never seen a downpour. It's yeah. the greenest fucking place I've ever seen. Ah, it's so beautiful. See, but fresh. It just smells fresh. So nice. Mm-hmm. You're, like, nice enough Oh, there. the best fish. This is my only complaint about where we live right now is just the giant lack of water. Like, yeah. I have to bathe in lotion, and it's just so dry out here. Yeah. My friend's mom just came out from New Jersey, and she's like, it's so dry oh, out here. I was like, so Dry. And then being uh, like in the restaurant industry where I have to wash my hands 50 times a day, like my knuckles just crack and bleed. And well, I don't want to fucking hear shit about the East Coast. Oh, my God. We went to Boston, bro. I literally felt encapsulated in sweat. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't. Yeah. East Coast way <laughs> too West Coast, best coast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's, we were talking. We vaguely uh, messed with the idea of like, because we could sell this townhouse and buy like a mansion in North Carolina. But then or I, Texas. But then I remembered, Texas. like, I, I've been there. I've been to the South. It's, uh, I told Miranda, I was like, if we move to the South, I'll never want to touch you again. Because you're just sticky. You're, no matter what you do, you're just sticky and wet all the time. The bugs just, stick to you. Yeah. And it's nasty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah West, northern West Coast, much, much better. I knew I couldn't move to the South. I'd get I'd get thick real quick. And not a good type of thick. Yeah. All that dude, fried food, They sweet serve tea. sweet tea like water. They but do. for a reason. Yeah, like if you sit down at a restaurant, like you're just given a a liter cup of sweet tea. Half of a sugar. A yeah, tea. yeah, a one liter cup of sweet tea. You need two hands just to drink it. <laughs> I want to try it so bad. I've heard so much about it, bro. I'm like, oh. Real Southern sweet tea is thick. Like you can yeah. feel it's viscous in your mouth. You can it's, feel the diabetes forming yeah, as it goes down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your veins crystallize as you drink it. That's what the hot gravy's for afterwards. Mm-hmm. You melt everything. And you got that fried catfish to help yeah. like churry everything oh, down. Man. I, yeah, mm. food is, yeah. Man, I'm getting hungry. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> back to the dead All people. Right, back to the dead people. <laughs> Sorry if we made you hungry. Yeah. Well, we actually don't know if they died because bodies were never found. So. Bodies were never found. This kid's, this kid's walking. Or, oh, we're on uh, we're on Johnny Divine now. Wait, so hold on. But before we go to Johnny Divine, that young boy when they when the people saw him, was he still the same? Yeah, age? What did they? Did and they when try did they and see do him? anything? Or? So. I looked into it, and there's not too much on the report. Literally, they just they reported that they had seen a small child with blonde hair sitting atop of a ridge. Like, um, like did they at least bust a Dave Chappelle? Like, hey, baby, <laughs> <laughs> what you doing out here in the middle of the night? I'm selling crack, motherfucker. <laughs> you want some of this? Uh, yeah, we use other people's jokes on this show. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, the the issue was was because it was you know over twenty five thousand feet in the air. Okay, there was a huge elevation difference, and going back to the weird coincidences, which then takes you to making a you know a visual assessment of what you're looking at, pretty hard yeah. too. I mean, I guess you just have to go on the fact you're seeing a child humanoid like shape. Almost. You're um, seeing like a small little figure up there. Yeah, to, to identify it as like the blonde missing boy, I'm not sure. I'm like, unless but, you had binoculars that were like military strength, yeah. that's why I was like, that one was a little weird a little to me. Weird. But still, was this like the same time period that he went missing? Literally the day of that he went missing. That was the day of, okay. But, uh, so the. Okay, okay. I, I, I thought we're like people like, like missing posters have been out. And, oh, no, it was And the somebody same went hiking and was like, is that that guy? It's a kid up there. The old boy up there. What was his name? Alfredo? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it took the search team a day to get to the Devil's Nest because of the treacherous terrain. Okay. And so that's where it was like, that was a weird one. But, you know, I just figured, I was like, keep an open mind on it. Sorry, we are th- like I mean, fleeting into my theory. So. I mean, this is either the greatest, like, kidnapping ring of all time, <clears throat> which we all know they work in, like, Ikea's, not the forest. <laughs> <laughs> or pizza joints. Sad but true. But, Sorry. Well. Ikea's? Uh, yeah, dude, I I don't like to talk about human trafficking. I get really upset when I read about it, but that was, like, the most recent story I read. It was, like, about a lady who reported they were really on top of it, but they saw two guys, like, working their family as they go through the store and, like, really following them and being awkward. And Wow. Yeah. Because um, it was around the park. Because, you know, Ikea's, if you've never been to an Ikea... You can't. Just, you don't just go in and shop around like a store. You get guided through IKEA. You have to follow it it's through like, like a maze. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, you have to. You have to start at one end. and You have to come out the other end. And you're just going through this store. And you can't just browse aisles or anything like that. So the part of the store that this was happening in is where there happened to be an emergency exit too. Was it disengaged? Not sure, but they, they saw the the two guys were communicating without communicating and following the family and the children and, you know, going through aisles where they shouldn't be and things That's like that. That's why I am a huge supporter for people being very observant on your surroundings. Uh, yeah, I don't... Like, always carry a knife. Yeah. That pepper spray, like, when I'm on my own, I got my key between my fingers, like, I dare Absolutely. someone to come up to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be safe. Be mm-hmm. safe. Anyhow. All right. Um, yeah, watch your backs up there. Fuck Just you, Ikea. Watch your backs up there. It's not Ikea's I, fault. I, I like Ikea. I Maybe. actually like Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ikea's really If nice. you broke, go get some furniture at right? Ikea. Shit. Anyhow. Exploit me. Uh, so back to Mr. Divine. Yeah, Johnny Divine. So, uh, yeah. So within the Olympic National uh, Forest, it was a little interesting because within the last 25 years from 1997 and... 25 years prior to that, there was about four other hikers who have mis- uh, who had mysteriously disappeared from this forest. And if you can recall from the map, that was one of the huge hot zones. Well, Mr. Devine went camping with his friend, Greg Balzar. Balzar? Balzar. Greg Balzar. You're telling me that's not a porno doer. <laughs> porno doer. Johnny Devine and Greg Balzar? You're telling me they weren't making movies and... As I previously said, slaying pussy. (laughs) (laughs) What if they're the abductors? I don't know, but I'm just really upset about this right now. More about my own person. (laughs) I'm just saying they went to waste. What if they create a porno with them after this? 
Let's do it. I'm saying me and Josh uh, need to go be that. a new stripper team. Johnny Devine and Greg Balzer. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm down. Obviously, Josh is Johnny oh, Devine. Manager? Yeah. yeah. It's great. Johnny Devine, Josh will look all fly and cute and sharp, and I'll be Greg Balzer. I'll just come <laughs> all dirty and gross. I'll be wearing overalls. <laughs> but we could be like the Uber of strippers. Like yeah, like there yeah. We go. Or like the not not Uber, the Grubhub of the Grubhub. I'll okay. drive the car. Bam, bam. I'll Is go pimp. I think that just happened. <laughs> I think that just I feel happened. Honored. Right. Wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> she, yeah. she runs one show and <laughs> wow. Stepping into my role. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm a stripper now, mom. Yeah, sorry, um, <laughs> mama. I made it. <laughs> I, have, I have to go ask Anya if I can. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Devine went camping with his friend, Mr. Balzer, and John Devine went off on a personal hike while Greg went out to go hunt for them. Well, when Greg returned back to the campsite, he was waiting around for uh, John, and Johnny Boy never arrived back to the campsite. So, okay, give me. Let me get this straight. John Divine decided it was a good idea to go hiking by himself. Well, that's what you do when you go camping. You know, you take yeah, little tracks. Yeah, and you leave, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's stupid. No, as, as a black man, let me tell you something. Oh, Josh getting black all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, what happened to the white Republican? It's weird. If you bring up camping or swimming, you <laughs> black real quick. Let me tell you something. You don't go and just leave on by yourself, especially if there's only a two-man team. If you only have one other person to look for you that knows what you look like or where you might have been or what you might smell I like. I mean, my dad and his hunting buddy, Dwayne, have been doing that sure. their whole lives. But, like, I guarantee they haven't been doing it their whole lives. Johnny Devine and Greg Balzer? Yeah. I'm just saying, bro, that just sounds like a terrible idea. That's like as as a terrible idea as like doing acid in the middle of nowhere. That's a That's a What? What? That's way better than the city. Idea. Are you kidding me? Fuck that, bro. I feel like if I was on acid in nature, I'd die. Like guaranteed I would die. Oh man. Bro, that I'm is like the waiting. Best thing ever. Yeah. Like oh. I wanna do it, but I don't trust myself. Every uh, single time God, I've done it, I've been in the city man. and I'm so no. over it. Let me tell you something, Greg. Let me <laughs> tell me something. Tell me something. <laughs> Adam, 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 tell me something, Papa Josh. Adam, <laughs> Can I have a Werther's original first? <laughs> Out of the times I've done acid. About at least forty five percent of those times have so been acid. You'll do acid at Red Rocks, but not Absolutely terrible. Even at Red Rocks, I had a terrible time for like oh, half of it. Oh, like Josh. I had like See, a terrible time for like half. You're making of it. me sadder than the Johnny Divine I'm Greg Balzer issue. I now. can't enjoy my fucking brain on drugs. My brain fucks me over in the end. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn to bro to ride it. Yeah. Sure. You got to ride the snake. So can't, you can't fight the snake. Break in that wild horse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just you know like I just feel like I'd be the guy that's like oh I can fucking fly and then I just like fucking jump off a cliff. <laughs> Like, literally, I. That's how stupid I believe I am on acid. Okay. Okay. All right. I see a bear, like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, what's up, dude? And then, like, fucking die. Like, bro, uh, nah. You know, all throughout my drug dealing career, I've never been one to push things on people. So, you know. You're not a pusher, Greg? Not anymore, no. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) That's another story from, like, four different episodes. So, funny story. um, You know, whatever episode I actually talked about me being a drug dealer on. It's like six, I think. Yeah, Miranda's parents. (laughs) Oh, God. After, like... Ten months of us doing the podcast, this was recently, finally decide to go listen to one episode. Oh, fuck. Her aunt and uncle are in town. 
Her aunt and uncle are super cool. If you're listening, Aunt Lou, I love you. Um, but yeah, they uh, we meet for dinner. They finally picked an episode to listen to. Uh, if you haven't guessed yet, of course, it was that one. And so they sit down and they're like, "Oh, we listen to your podcast." In my brain, instantly, like, because Miranda is always pushing them to listen. And I was like, "No, they don't. I don't care. They don't have to listen. Like, they don't need to know these things about me." <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, you so. Uh, so you sell drugs, huh? It was, it was weird. <laughs> Cats out of the bed. Yeah, and it was. You could feel that like awkward moment happening, and then Miranda's Aunt Lou, sweetest lady ever, always brings these delicious cookies. She's so nice. I love her to death. She's like, well, we've all been there. Like, <laughs> oh. and we just all chuckled and like went on with our lives at dinner. And what a fucking hero! Right? Oh, she's I'm great. Yeah, she's great. The only other thing uh, Miranda's mom said, she was like, you know, Gregory, your podcast. The language. And I was like, well, it does say explicit right there. Also, every time I post our show, I have to answer the question, does this podcast contain yes. bad language? Yes, Might as well, even if it doesn't. I used to sit there and think, and then, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just be safe. There was times I was like, I don't remember, maybe I, no. I mean, you have me on the show. Anytime I'm on the show, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we've already, yeah, yeah. Like, we've already gone through like the whole range of terrible things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For 40 minutes we've been recording right Once now. again, sorry, Canada. There you go. We are sorry, Canada. You know, we were a young podcast then. We, we were talking mad know. shit. And I've never been there, but I would love to yeah. come there. And England. Nah. Hey, don't you dare. I've always been in love with England, but I don't, I don't know. It's definitely like kind of falling on my list. I'm just not about, like, you know. Like, I don't care if I ever go there. Not. Australia. I want to go to the Outback. I want to see yeah, the All right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I used to work at this mall, which was down the strip from Las Vegas, like in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I've met people from all around the world working there. Australians are hands down the nicest people I've ever met. But that country, I don't want to step foot in it because every fucking thing can kill you. I just learned about a new plant that not only does it sting you for like days, it randomly comes back and hurts you months and years later. Wait, what? Yeah, it's the deadliest plant in the world. I forget what it's called. If you have Netflix, there's this like weird science and stuff show on there right now. So I was watching it for ideas. I'm not going to use anything from it. So you can go ahead and watch it. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, this this Australian dude, he's just this guy keeps one of these fucking plants at his house now. It's like security dog. Yeah, but yeah, he has to keep like a dome over it and everything because like if it just brushes across you, like the leaves have all these micro hypodermic needles on it. Oh my god! And yeah, after it stings you, it'll come back randomly, just blinding just like pain. One day, so like, just like the pain comes back. Yeah, just like, the not pain. the plant. Oh, I was like, how yeah. does the plant? Yeah. Oh, like, sorry, no, the plant. Like, the plant doesn't like find you. It's not. <laughs> little, it's not <laughs> little shop of horrors. <laughs> like what? A traveling plant? <laughs> yeah. No, just the pain randomly comes back. Like okay. blinding pain just randomly comes back. So like you're driving, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Call of the void, right? <laughs> oh god. I will say Australia has some scary ass motherfucking like wildlife going on. Everything up in there wants to kill and, you. Yeah. But the people there are just like, predisposition. Yeah, they're great attitude. They gotta make life. up for the shitty creatures. Yeah, right. They gotta <laughs> keep that great attitude. Also, the women are beautiful. Oh my god. The men. Can't start on that. All right. So I'm gonna be distracted for like five minutes. <laughs> We're all just dreaming about Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Australia. New Zealand, though. I'd go to New Zealand. That's uh, oh, New Zealand. Yeah, that's one of the most beautiful places. That's where they filmed like Lord of the Rings. And <sighs> super beautiful, the most beautiful oh, waterfalls so in true. the world. Super nice people. Same nice people. Two things about New Zealand. First of all, shout out to Estella Dawn. That's the homie right there. Her and I actually have a song coming out. 
What? Yeah, I'm, I think I showed you a little bit of it. No. Well, maybe not. Anyways, it's a great song. Uh, it's still not finished yet, and no one knows about it. But you do now. You guys are the first to know, aside from my Ooh, friends. SP yeah. Weird World exclusive. 100%. Uh, she's great. If you want to listen to her music, she's Estella Dawn. Like, E-Stella. Estella. You know, Estella Dawn. Like a sunset. Sorry, and it might be complicated. There you go. There you go. Uh, check her out. Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Nice, yeah. She's from New Zealand. And, of course, if you're not, checking out Josh Hartko on Spotify. What yet. are you doing? You yeah. need to be doing that. Um, doing but she's that. great. She makes make me- great music. Um, also, she's from New Zealand. I remember the first time I met her, she, like, her accent was amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy. Nice. <laughs> Second thing, I fucking love Lord, or I used to. And like I was like in love with Lord. I would. I've still, never, yeah. never listened. I don't know. I would still marry Lord right now. Okay. So. Okay. And she's from New Zealand. Didn't uh, didn't a stand dad in South Park end up being Lord? I'm the only South yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Back to Mr. Divine and Balzer. Let's oh, finish right. them oh, up. Man, man we haven't got through. Yeah. All right. So uh, to close out his basically search parties looking for Divine. Continue. So yeah, yeah. So Johnny went off on his own, yes. and Greg Balzer is just hanging out at camp. Yeah, started to get worried. Uh, you know, ended up never coming back. So then he reached out to Park Rangers. They created the search parties, and that went on for about an entire week, but weather conditions declined, and so search attempts were halted when a rescue helicopter crashed and killed three people. Fuck. So, the helicopter departed vertically, and without warning, crashed into the side of the mountain. I guess my first question is, did these people have porno names, too? You know, at this point, I'm wondering (laughs) if it was, like, a grand stage for, like, a... A huge porno, but... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people who crashed. (laughs) I'm sure you had great porno names. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, those three people were... That's fucking crazy, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Man. So... Damn. So, so were they flying in bad weather, at least? Like, so we the, know that? No. So the weather just took a turn for the worse, and uh, the pilot of the helicopter waited for about five minutes for weather conditions to kind of calm down before taking off. Okay. And when he did depart, it was vertically, as we said, and then without warning, within, I think it was like two or three minutes, crashed into the side of the mountain, instantly killing three and then injuring five on impact. Wow. How many people were on this fucking mountain? Jesus Christ. Well, so it was a search party, and so they were taking yeah. them all in there oh to go to the higher. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's yeah. fucked. That's craziness. And uh, then we have Miss Stacy Ann Araz. Stacy Ann Araz. <clears throat> So, Miss Stacy went missing from Yosemite National Park more than 30 years ago on July 17th, 1981. That's you, totally, California. Totally a porn name. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe this so? is like a huge set. Maybe that's where they're Stacey getting Arouse? all the like, porn. It's like a rouse. Stacy arouse. Stacy arouse. She's a little girl. Oh, what but, a, oh fuck. Yeah. Josh, come on. <laughs> Typical white Republican <laughs> again. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you just took that and you wow, Josh. Come on, let now. me get the rest out. Come on, sorry, yeah. Stacy. Sorry yeah. to your family oh, for listening. Yeah. Oh, once again, I like to remind people we are an anti-sex offender <laughs> podcast. Yes. No matter what comes out of Josh's mouth. <laughs> Don't worry, all I know is that I did say, oh, fuck, when she said there's, there's a child. So that was my instant so regret. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, Stacy and her father and six others rode into the High Sierra camp on horseback. Um, Sounds like a terrible idea. What was that, 30 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Araz, <laughs> being 14 at the time, left to go and take pictures of the lake that was nearby. Her father declined accompanying her, but the um, one of the members from her group was a 77-year-old man who decided to go with her. 
Uh, the man ended up growing tired along the trek to the lake, and he sat down to rest. Yet, Stacy was determined to make it to the lake, so she continued on the trek by herself. Uh, dick. Sorry. <laughs> 77-year-old man, you're an asshole. Who knows? Maybe he was having a heart attack, high elevation. Well, he didn't, so... Then somebody in the situation was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the leader of the two-year group noticed Stacy from the campsite, and the last time that she was seen, she was atop of a rock about 50 yards south of the trail. Like I said, this was the last time that she was seen, as far as we know. Uh, she disappeared without a trace, and the only thing left that could be found was her camera lens. And going back to the odd weather situations, it should be noted that investigators said at the time that unusually dry and dusty summer weather uh, ended up swatting the scent dog sniffing capabilities. So the trace was lost. Damn. Hmm. hmm So how old was this girl? 14. 14. 14. Was she also German? Um, Do you know? I didn't look into it that much. Was that little boy German? Yes. Was Divine German? Divine. Miss Divine, Mr. Divine. Um, That one was a good one. Like I said, the German one I just kind of like threw in there because I thought that was pretty... Uh, was he ever seen like by anybody? Divine? He Divine, no. Never seen Last him, time yeah. he was seen by, was by Greg before Greg took off for his hunt and he the took buffer. off for his hike. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Go ahead. All right. Sorry. Build that story here. <laughs> so, now we have... Our that actually last. got me for a second, too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't see anybody. <laughs> now we have our last one. And this one is by far one of the stranger ones. Uh, I looked all online at different articles looking into this one. And there's a lot of different he say, she said kind of accounts. So, of course, you got to take this one with a little bit more skepticism. I don't believe what she said. <laughs> throwing that out there now. <laughs> uh, so, Dennis Martin is the name of our next victim. Dennis, that's a pretty standard name there. That's yeah. Say, that one's like solid, a just, Dennis yeah, Martin, probably, yeah, you know. I'm tired of it. Dennis assuming Martin. Grown just, up and... I'm not going to assume any more names. I'm about to say something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, so, Dennis Martin vanished from Smoky Mountain National Park in the summer of 1969. Where's that at? You know what, actually? Smoky Mountain National Park. Sounds like somewhere like... Not here. One second. You guys with your fucking MacBook Pro. <laughs> Uh, It is on the border of North Carolina and Tennessee. I knew it was going to be say the South. Tennessee. Oh, man. North Carolina and Tennessee. Man, Mr. Martin. So, uh, Dennis Martin was on an annual Father's Day camping trip with his father and his brothers. Well, Dennis ended up disappearing into the bushes while playing with other kids. So, the literally last time that Dennis was seen was by his father, and he was playing hide-and-go-seek with um, his brothers, Shit, Went into the bushes. Don't ever play hide and go seek in the forest. Never came back. <laughs> uh, search party was started immediately once they noticed that Dennis was gone. Yet he was nowhere to be found. Later that night, abnormal heavy rainfall occurred, halting the search parties. Uh, the search for Martin became one of the largest ones in National Park Service history. So the weather is almost happening during the search party every time too. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, you know, either pushing like, it off like comes or out stopping of nowhere it. And just, wow. Yeah, completely ruining The only thing I will say, though, about, like, most mountainous ranges, the weather changes. The weather does change, yes. drastically the change, yeah. Like, when you're yeah. hiding, hiking 14ers, you're supposed to leave at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning to beat the rainfall at, like, 11. Yeah. Well, yeah, they always say, you know, you hike a 14er, you hit all four seasons yeah. through the day. 
That's fucked. Yeah. But these weren't, you know, on the peaks. These were where other people are camping and, like, campgrounds. 14 are also a slang for 14,000-foot mountain. Thank for you. For all of you who don't live. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> live in and around here. Uh, yeah, 14ers are slang. Uh, how many are in right around Denver? Mountain we have folk? nine. We have, like, nine 14ers around here or something, something like that. Uh, I think it's, like, close to, like, 15. Four, we have 14 14ers. 14 14ers. It's a double 14er city, yeah. So that just refers to a 14,000 foot mountain peak. Which I think it's about as big as it gets in America. Because <clears throat> we're the shit. The shit. Cool. Yeah. America. 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 Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, park ranger Dwight McCarter, seasoned tracker who had successfully tracked down hundreds of missing people prior to this uh, case, was struck by the complete lack of evidence in any sort of trace of Dennis and ended up not being able to trace little Dennis. Um, one of the only possible leads was a report from another family that was staying close to that family's campsite from the night that Dennis went missing. And the key family allegedly had heard a scream and claimed to have seen a bear man with something slung over its shoulders that looked like it could be a small child, but researchers never looked into this case, or into this report. A bear man. And nobody acknowledged the bear man. Nobody. What the... What's the problem with our goddamn country? They're probably like, oh, their own I take back my America. <laughs> Um, and this was also another weird fact about the case that I couldn't actually factually prove, but I did see it a few times, so I just mentioned, you know, throw it in there. Uh, but the FBI agent who was working on the case ended up committing suicide in the middle of the investigation. Damn. Amazing. So. Damn. Um, those are, uh, those are a little bit of the missing people that happened in the National Forest. And then this is where, going back to them not having any record of it. Uh, when writing his books, Pauline's discovered that the National Park Service did not keep track of the missing people, and it didn't actually know how many individuals had disappeared in its parks. Um, and in the Missing 411 documentary, Pauline actually asked Ken Salazar, who at the time was in charge of overseeing the National Park Service, uh, how many people had gone missing. And Salazar became noticeably very uncomfortable, and he admitted to not knowing the actual number. So, this led me to do a little work, or a little research online, and Sarah Emerson, who is a reporter with Vice, ended up writing an article on the 411 cases. And she took it into her own um, personal account to personally reach out to National Forest Services to obtain this number. After submitting a FOI request form, the agency told her that no records existed in their system or in the Office of Law Enforcement and Security, nor do they exist in the Bureau of Land Management or the National Park Services uh, database. Uh, there's a theory that they do not keep such records due to the databases, which is, uh, it's like code, or the name is IMARS, I-M-A-R-S, uh, which is basically the overall nation's um, database that keeps record of incidents and crime reports. Well, the system is known for its poor design and frequent crashes, bugs, and glitches, and it's actually so bad that the U.S. Fish and uh, Wildlife Service refused to use it. So, huh. there's that, and there's Sounds theories... on par for us. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, some of the some of the theories surrounding these disappearances are, you know, Bigfoot attacks, alien abductions. Hold on, I see. I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> Bigfoot is a peaceful, peaceful race of creatures. Thank you. You know, He's let's, not trying to harm us. Now we don't know that. We're talking bear man. Bear man. 
Bear and pig. Another what? Bear <laughs> man pig. <laughs> Bear man pig. Bear man pig. I'm super serial. <laughs> More South Park for any of you who aren't in the know. Um, yeah, uh, so you're definitely not Sasquatch, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, we'll call that we'll call that Bear Man from now on. I didn't know that was in play, but apparently, at least in the South, there's Bear Man going on. It could be the Swamp Yeti. It could I be don't Lizard Man or Mothman. Mothman, too. I don't know if Swamp Yetis are peaceful. I know our Northwestern Sasquatch. They love you. They're a gentle kind. They're a gentle kind. I actually have a photo where I'm pretty positive I caught Sasquatch. Yeah? Yeah. I've showed people, the guy that I was dating at the time, when I showed him, he's like, Anya, you were literally fucking nuts. I was like, I swear to God. So I took the picture and it was of a mountainside. Wait, which one? I showed you this. First initial of the boyfriend. T. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Piece of shit T. <laughs> <laughs> That's your last name. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> You got a last name for a first name, too, you asshole. <laughs> he, so the photo is of a mountainside, and the sun, actually, from the glare of it, there is a green orb on the side of the mountain, and when I was going through the photos, I saw the green orb. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and I zoomed in, and there is a figure in that green orb. Fuck, we don't even have time for me to open up the bag of worms <laughs> that you just opened up. We're talking that's oh, some. Shit. We're talking that's some Skinwalker Ranch type shit. Because um, orbs and black creatures coming from other dimensions and sh- we okay. gotta, we're gonna address oh. that later. Um, just remember that's, that. That's a whole other can of worms that I think you just. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, if y'all are wondering what I'm talking about, well, one day I'll do a Skinwalker Ranch episode, and that's what I'm talking about. But I Skinwalkers are fucked up, bro. It really doesn't even have as much to do with Skinwalkers. That's just kind of the name. Um, but it, this is some crazy shit. I it would take us a couple episodes to really do it justice. But oh, anyhow. I just looked up Skinwalkers. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Skinwalkers though. Um, but this is some crazy shit. Anyhow, back and, to your theories. Yeah, and so to uh, wrap it up, kind of um, as I was scouring the web, you know, on these stories. I found a personal account by the man of Micah Hanks, and he posted this article on MysteriousUniverse.org, and he discussed how he was a huge fan of David Plod's work, and he had followed him, he had gone to conventions, he had actually met the man personally, and it was through learning about the 411 cases that he was reminded of a eerie situation that happened to him in the early 2000s when he was hiking with his girlfriend at the time. Um, So him and his girlfriend went hiking off a beaten path near Bent Creek, North Carolina. And while hiking, something caught Micah's eye. And I grabbed the excerpt from the article, and this is what Micah er, described his encounter. Something led my sight over to an area of brush nearby, where at first, out of the corner of my eye, I saw what appeared to be a figure. Once I turned my entire body to the direction of the figure, I clearly saw a man in broad daylight. He wore some variety of coverall uniform, which I would like to describe as a clothing worn by sometimes by automotive mechanics while working in their shops. The man appeared to be wearing some some kind of cap also and might have been in his early to mid-40s. The man was aware of my line of vision and quickly ducked beneath beneath the cover of the waist-high bush that he stood behind. I instantly grabbed my girlfriend and we left the park without saying anything. So, I just thought that was a little interesting. Weird. Because 
it then leads to the other disappearances where maybe there are crazies living out there and they're You've grabbing seen up that people. Movie wrong turn. Yeah, I've seen that movie <laughs> wrong turn. That's why I don't go to the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, God. imagine some fucking dude like out there just looking like a pig, fucking pigs. Yeah, but uh, oh, kidnapping oh. you, gosh, and chasing you down cases. with a fucking axe. That's I. Uh, yeah, fuck that shit. What's you guys' take? I don't even know where to start with this. Do we do we need a whole other episode on this? I mean, if you're talking about the Skinwalker Ranch thing. No, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> um, if you're curious about it right now, there's a book called Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. You can get the audio version, too. It is amazing. It'll fucking blow your mind. Um, I feel like I, listening I to an audio it. version would be so much worse than like reading a book. That's why I listen to the audio version. I ain't got time to read. <laughs> 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 that's, why, that's why we live in the world of podcasts now. Hey, yo. That's true. You guys listen to this because you don't have no time to read all the stories I'm mm-hmm. we're telling you about. We'll keep you tuned in to the weird ship. Nor should you be off doing the weird things that uh, Anya and I spend our time researching. Um, yeah. it's, it's a rabbit hole. You don't... Just just keep listening to the show. That's all. Like you I know. said, when I was uh, putting together this, this episode today, I had to stop myself. It's hard. And then your computer's like... If you think this is weird, check this out. <laughs> I am gonna check. Sometimes I'm like three other articles deep, and I have to go back to what we were researching. And I'm like, um, it's crazy. Like hair is just jumping off you. You're like, uh. Yeah. Um, I almost want to hear more stories of like the missing cases. And that's the thing. Like, that's what made this episode so hard to narrow down. Like I said, I have like pages of notes because there were so many stories, and you know the number is estimated at least 1600 at this point man and again i i've gone i've researched and gone through so much weird i mean my brain's just all over the place like i oh man what's happening to these people josh all right here's my thing ready that's with fairy so we all know that in world war ii that the germans the nazis per se Mm-hmm. were actually doing a lot of investigations into um, interdimensional beings, more so aliens Absolutely. in, um, like, Antarctica. If you've ever seen Indiana Jones, like, that's that's kind of real shit. Like, Hitler was out there looking for supernatural artifacts yeah. and, and uh, supposedly trying to talk to aliens or may, may even have, who knows, but, yeah. Now, another thing I, I'm kind of translating there, like, this is just all, like, you know, from my brain, like... The uh, uh, Aryan race, essentially, is what you could put it down to, and like mm-hmm. him believing that Germans, being one of the forefronts of the Aryan race, uh, it's kind of through like a bloodline lineage that I could see it. Now, after World War II, we did bring in some of uh, the Nazis, scientists, and other like great minds into our own government, and like we gave them associated uh, them, yeah, we gave either, them projects to yeah. do. We either hired hired them or they're hiding in South America. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a play if you're a German so, Nazi scientist. I'm thinking, in the national forests, you know, there's probably a lot of like huge relics of, of just nature and supernatural shit happening in some of the highest places of our planet. You know. Especially mountain ranges, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, if a lot of these have like commonalities with like German heritage, that's my first connection. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking, um, you guys ever seen Bird Box? No. I literally had to stop the movie halfway. Why? <laughs> I, I thought it was so bad. I heard it, yeah. I heard yeah. it. Yeah, oh, it was so good. It. it was awful to me. So, there's uh, this like theory out there, or it might even be like a proven, that like it, it's a metaphor for like 5G. And 5G is a whole other thing that's like essentially. Like, playing in, like, the radio waves or something like that uh, affects people in a okay. certain way. So, like, the whole thing about seeing it. So, kind of like the people, uh, the 
the Russians on the mountainside that we think went crazy yeah. from the sound waves and stuff. So like and freaked out and lost their yeah. lost their brains. So I'm kind of seeing like if you if you ever saw like you know Bird Box like it's maybe not so dramatic as where people are going off and killing themselves, mm-hmm. but like I'm thinking what if there's some type of like interdimensional beings that are like exist in this inner like this different like wavelength. I'm all about the interdimensional beings. Yeah, mm-hmm. interdimensional beings that exist in this like wavelength that can communicate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like you know you're going to higher higher like ranges, yeah. and they're there and they're like you know maybe they're just choosing these people and like you know maybe it's like you ever if, if you've seen Bird Box you see like the look they get it's like yeah. this like they see something and they just like are drawn towards it and in, in that movie it's just more about killing themselves but like they're like like walking towards it so they're just disappearing on their own and following something hmm. so it could be this type of hysteria so sorry continue hysteria like you know type of like interdimensional calling to this whatever okay. and, like, maybe they're leaving our natural I, I, I can definitely get behind inter- inter- interdimensional <laughs> shit also you know Miranda and I just got done off a huge alien binge um, of research mm-hmm. supposedly if you're deep into the alien thing <laughs> in culture and community <clears throat> Teddy Roosevelt I believe it was made a deal with, uh, with the Greys. Yep. And they get to harvest X amount of Americans. And they get to walk around. Mm-hmm. 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 And this, this is in, like, the high thousands, like, hundreds of thousands. They get to harvest over, you know, the years. I get through now, even. But that's just a theory. I'm not telling you it's real. The Greys? Oh, man. There's, like, 12 different races of aliens, bro. The gray is the common alien that you're used to seeing. The, the big head, big eyes, um, short grays. Um, they're mean. Grays are supposed to be the mean ones. There's nice races, too. Um, mm-hmm. There's ones they call the Norwegians, and they're actually supposed to just look like like a tall white. Oh, like the Plebeians with mm-hmm. the blonde hair? Yeah, and blonde super hair. Tall. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's actually like what they say like Lemurians look yeah, like, too. Those are supposed to be the nice ones. So if you get abducted and it looks like a Viking... You're in good hands. You're going to be okay. It's <laughs> all about light and love. Yeah, if it's little gray bastards, you're going to get tormented and yeah, tortured. Yeah, your little science project. Yeah, your little science project. Anyhow, so that, that, I mean, that's obviously one of the places my brain went with this. Um, I, right away, I was reminded of, there's a movie called Fire in the Sky. Um, there's a better documentary about the actual guy on Amazon Prime. He's one of the first documented abduction cases and then came mm-hmm. back. He was working for a logging company in, I think it was the Utah area, and got straight abducted in the middle of the woods. Like they, they, His buddies saw it happen, and all of a sudden he was returned like a week later and like right outside of the town, and he called his brother from a payphone and... And he's got vivid memories of being on the ship. Um, I've seen him in multiple, multiple interviews. Like, he's... You can, it can tell the difference. Like, there's this other guy, like, Stan Romanoff or something, who's, like, done a bunch of evidence. And when he talks about it, you can tell, like, he's looking for attention. Mm-hmm. This guy from the... I can't remember his name, but The Fire in the Sky is the movie, and it's based on his true story. This guy's dead serious. Like, when he talks, like... He's not doing this for attention. He's never made money off of it. He's just telling his story, and it's very consistent, and he looks genuine when he's talking about it. But you, this all reminded me of that, except for the fact that he got returned, mm-hmm. and these people are still missing. Yeah, it makes but he you... got pulled straight out of the woods. And such a side note, but going off of that, and the gray is my uh, dad's wife. Her father used to work for the government, Lived in Alaska, and uh, her mom worked for the Air Academy. Well, they had a friend who 
ended up calling her dad in the middle of the night. And, uh, like, before this, she was obsessed with aliens. She was freaking out about it. And so Mm -hmm. he finally told her when she got a little bit older, like, don't worry about it. There is a deal in place. I can't say anything else, but you are fine. That's all what he said. Harold was like, what? Well, they had a family friend who called their house at 3 o'clock in the morning one night freaking out. He's like, there is an aircraft above my house. Can you call um, the station? Can you see if there's anybody out there? Like, what's going on? Um, So they call everybody. Nothing's coming back. Well, the very next day, or maybe it was like a day or two afterwards, a bunch of men in black suits came to his house and completely cleared out his house of any evidence because he drew drawings of it. Men in black black are real. That is going to be another thing. Fuck, I got the chills right now. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Men in black are straight real. Um, I just saw some creepy stories about that. Um, that's definitely an episode. We've talked about it before up. too. Yeah, dude. I, I might even make that our next episode. <clears throat> well, there's we got plenty of them. We got the fucking Skinwalker Ranch. We got uh, apparently your twelve bad. races of aliens. Uh, yeah. Fucking yeah, it's, like it's not my twelve races. The Men in Black. It's the twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Fire in the Sky. That's like four episodes yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. So I didn't actually, like, put this in the notes, but I had it pulled up um, just in case, like, it would be interesting to throw in there. And so on Reddit, there is an entire thread called Missing 411. You can go check it out. Ooh. It's just endless stories of people who've gone missing. Well, there's this one. Once again, I didn't really look into it, so I didn't know the factuality behind it. Um, but it definitely caught my eye. And it's the case about John Doe. Really quickly, the boy goes missing and is found a couple hours later in a thicket. He states he was taken by his grandmother into an underground cave. And first of all, she is very nice, but then she puts some sticky paper down and wants him to poop on it. I know it sounds weird, but (laughs) when he says he doesn't want to go, she gets mad and sparks come out of her head. He thinks that she's a robot. He also says that there are some other robots down there, but if I remember rightly, they weren't moving and were dusty. And once again, I'm pulling this straightly from, like, the Reddit strand. Um, He then tells the grandmother the story she remembers that... She and her husband were camping, and she woke up with a pain in the back of her neck. Her husband looks, and there is a little bit of blood. This was in the same area as the boy went missing. So, that one was just... Ooh, that's a little weird. Yeah, because, you know, people always say kids have really big imaginations. But, I'm a firm believer that, you know, because once you hit five, like, going to our last episode with twins, you start to lose that. And once you hit that age, you start to, you know, take on the constructs that society has built, and so you start to push those things aside. Mm -hmm. And I've always been, if, like, a kid tells me something crazy and out there, I listen to it You need to match that description to a more real-life thing, almost. Yeah. Because he's... Still has to use his imagination to describe it. Yeah. But he saw something. And a kid, you know, that goes missing. They're not going to make up this crazy grand story and then have... That one I just thought was really weird. And you're talking about, like, you know, possible, like, aliens and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, just, like, literally just beings that slip via dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like That's crazy shit. It's... Like, Alex Jones has talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's talked about, like, interdimensional aliens. Like, literally, they just exist in different dimensions. They can see us Yeah, yeah, they can be right here. Well, I mean, we're on the third dimension. Yeah, we're fucking babies, bro. Fourth dimensional, yeah. I even have a theory that, like, angels and, like, you know, so... Take a side note real quick. So in Marvel Comics, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Marvel Comics, there is, uh, for like the human race, like our main existence, when like the Celestials made us yeah. or made the Eternals, and like there was like us, which were humans, there was Deviants, which are more like the devils that are really ugly creatures, yeah. yeah. kind of evil, and then they have the um, Eternals. 
the Eternals are essentially like the angels, and the, the Deviants kind of like devils. These, the uh, Eternals took to the skies and out into the stars, and they kind of like they're still part human, but like they're like a better gene of human. Like they're like the perfect human. And then you have the Deviants who exist, but they can like kind of just exist in different areas of life and like our realities. And so I think it even exists in different multiverses and shit like that. So yeah. that's just like, that's one way to look at it. But I always kind of imagine like angels of God, you know, some of them fell with Lucifer and they were still angels. So they still have those powers and capabilities and like that whole like mindset. Yeah. But like, those are, those are the aliens I feel like we sometimes see as like the, hmm. the deviants of God's angels and stuff like Crazy. that. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So one, one story from Skinwalker Ranch, because this place actually got bought by a billionaire and he brought a scientific team there to do research. Wow. These guys were staking out a hill one night. Uh, thermal binoculars and regular binoculars. This could only be seen through the thermal ones. Hmm. He starts seeing a hole. Maybe it's about a foot open right now, and it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and he sees a giant black figure walk out of it and start stalking around, and they and then the hole closes up, and they lost their fucking minds. I'm going to leave you all with that. <laughs> uh, I do not have a clear answer for today. I can't even fucking... I would be throwing a dart at the many of conspiracy theory and craziness <laughs> I have in my head, but this is some crazy stuff. Um, Anya, that was... That was some crazy shit. <laughs> some crazy shit. And uh, that's what we're going to leave you guys with. So, uh, you know, take this from uh, take from this podcast, guys. Don't go alone to National Forest. Even if you don't go alone, clearly you can just be picked right? off. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. Remember, a sharp knife is a safe knife. Yes. <laughs> just be wary up there. Yep, yep. Um, if you're one of our Facebook, Instagram followers, we've been a little slacking lately. Um, we've all been a little busy. I've started a new job and been training and doing stuff like that. Um, Josh is worthless and Anya's doing school. Um, but we're, we're going to get back on top of it now and start working towards it. Um, so be sure to follow us at SP Weird World at Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. You can follow me at Greg's Weird World on Instagram or Twitter. Josh? Uh, Josh Hartco. I also changed my photography page. It's Hartco.visuals now. You know, it's easier to market. Um, also, I want to shout out to Paradox Tay. She's a new listener. One of our close homies. Nice. What up, and, uh, what up? She loves it. She loves our podcast. Also didn't know I was a conservative, but she found out the harsh way. That's nice. <laughs> a lot of, that's what people were. Lots yeah. of people were. And uh, Anya? Uh, check me out at Anya Daniela or do.arts. Yeah. With a Z. With a Z. And you know what, guys? Uh, why don't you go ahead and keep it real? Suckers. Well... I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.